Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in 2 to 143. Uh, we are here with you live. Nick is uh Nick is not here with me exactly, but uh, Away he's here. Out of out of the office this week, but obviously that, that does not stop the content from rolling in. The show must go on. The show um, must go on. So we are we are here with another episode as expected. As we always are, this is episode 92, I believe, and uh, we're just rolling through these weeks. Week week six of the NFL season, so I just want to make sure I got that number right. Um, some A lot of action, a lot of, lot of interesting things happened this week. It was not a boring week. It did not disappoint. Some great things happened, actually, let me say. And we're going to dive into that here in a second. Get you started with the stat of the week, brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Andrews Logistics. Um, Nick, this is actually an interesting stat for you. Okay. This is not like a normal stat I normally give. Um, I saw, I saw this, so I had to bring it up. The New York Giants lost in Buffalo, uh, Sunday night football. It was actually kind of a boring game. It was like 14 to nine, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, they lost. It was heartbreaking. They were on the one for the Giants. It was heartbreaking for the Giants. They're on the one, threw the ball in the end zone, didn't get the touchdown at the last second. Anyways. That night marks the first time that the New York Giants have lost in the state of New York in the last 30 years. Which is a crazy stat because they are the New York Giants, right? So you're like, oh, they're undefeated. But then you realize they play in New Jersey. So that's basically the only team that plays in New York. It's not even the Jets. It is, in fact, the Bills. So the last time the Bills beat the Giants in the state of New York was 30 years ago. But that also means that it was the the last time that they lost in New York was 30 years ago. So pretty crazy stat just because their name is the New York Giants. We're not really sure why because they're in New Jersey. Sorry, the Jets. But a little doozy there for you. A little mind. That's an interesting one. Obviously, we weren't there for when they named these teams. So we have no say. But your player of the week, he's been outstanding every single week of the year. This has been one of the most powerful, I think, the most powerful offenses We've seen all season, and it is Tyreek Hill from the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins where they slaughtered the Panthers 42-21. to 21. It was a slow start to that game, but the Dolphins did what they normally do, and he caught six passes for 163 yards and a touchdown. He was absolutely Buddy. lethal, just doing what he normally does. I mean, that's what's expected of him because he's been so versatile for this offense. Um, we're seeing Tua thrive this year. Uh, he's really come alive. We've seen Devon A-Chain. He's our A&M boy. Um, Sir. Flying out of the gate. Obviously, unfortunately, he got injured. But He'll be back. it does not seem to be slowing the Dolphins down. Nope. Great um, performance from Tyreek. He's actually on pace for 2,300 yards this season. Uh, so... Pretty crazy stuff from Tyreek Hill. Could be a record-breaking year for him. Let's dive into it. Um, we're only going to talk about the important games this week. There was a lot. I of think games, the first but... two things that people want to know about is the 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 juggernauts, if you will, falling. Right. Hmm. We saw two teams lose this week that were pretty notable. That would be the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Those were two huge games that I think were pretty big upsets. Yes. Um, especially. Dude, they were huge upsets. 
especially the 49ers, even though they were playing in Cleveland, and Cleveland was supposed to have a good defense, but um, their offense, uh, the 49ers offense, just did not – they were not clicking. Brock Purdy was not looking like his normal self. Unfortunately, you saw Christian McCaffrey and Debo, they both left with an injury, so that kind of played a factor in. But we're so happy that the Eagles and the 49ers lost this week, you know. It just brings yeah. them down to planet Earth. I um talk about the 49ers first. Cleveland's got the number one ranked defense right now in the league. Um, Jim Schwartz is in that defense is handling people. I mean, PJ Walker was the quarterback. The the offense was nothing special this week for the Browns, but um they got the win uh with the defense and Brock Purdy didn't look amazing, but I will say in the end, he drove his team down to give them an opportunity to kick a 41 yard field goal that the field goal kicker missed. So I don't think that this loss was really on Brock Purdy. I think the loss was on the kicker. I mean, the, a 41-yard field goal is when you got to make. That's not a hard field goal. That's your job. Um, I don't think that the 49ers loss is as crazy and as significant as the Eagles loss. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay? So the 49ers lost. They had an off game. They were in Cleveland, right? You get the Eagles and I think the Eagles, so I would not say the 49ers were exposed. I would say the Eagles were exposed for, for what their weaknesses truly are. And by their weaknesses, I mean Jalen Hurts' weaknesses. Because Jalen Hurts, when he's pressured more than 40% of the time, is 3-7 and seven in those games. So I think the blueprint's coming out that you put pressure on Jalen Hurts and he doesn't make the right decisions. He had three interceptions in that game. You force him to pass and I that causes you to lose. I mean, the formula for winning thus far in the season has been ground and pound, taking those stupid 10-minute long drives where they're just running 75 yards down the field. And they fortunately hurt to make plays, and he did not. Three interceptions, which mm. if, if you can remember last week, Dak also had three interceptions, but, you know, that gets swept under the rug. Not trying to say Dak is like, the greatest quarterback in the world, but let's just let's let's knock Jalen Hurts down a few pegs, can we? Yeah, I've been noticing obviously with the Eagles loss um to a terrible Jets offense, by the way. Their their defense swallowed up the run game. They took away his run and the running backs and left him to throw. And AJ Brown went off, but nobody else really helped Jalen out. And Jalen didn't help himself out. I think the Eagles were exposed, and obviously no one's gonna talk about it, and that's fine. But uh we're gonna talk about it because um the Eagles get a little bit too much hype and the um the problem is they their offense without Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator has looked not great. Their defense is really good. Their defense does what what it does um, with those guys up front that they have, but their offense is not looking amazing. Like I said, the 49ers, they had an off game. You could just tell like that's not what they are. I mean, you saw what they did to, to Dallas. Like it's the the 49ers are a really good football team. There's really not much you can beat up the 49ers for. But the Eagles, they they have looked this way all season, and the Jets finally were able to cap it off with the win. But, I mean, they've had some close games that should have been lost, in my opinion, and I think we play them here in a couple weeks, and and I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse, in my opinion, for losing to a team led by Zach Wilson. That's just that's inexcusable in mm -hmm. my mind. I mean, he is one of the worst quarterbacks that we've seen before. It's a wonder why he is still in the league. The only reason, in my opinion, he's still in the league is because he was drafted so high. I think if he was like a yeah, a fourth-round pick or something like that, 
he's a back or something like that. But there's no excuse for losing to Zach Wilson. I mean, all the weapons you have on offense and how good your offensive line is, you should you should be able to handle the Jets. Obviously, understand that the Jets have one of the best defenses um, in the league, but that offense is just so horrible because because of Zach Wilson. I agree. Um, those were the two big losses for those two uh, teams that everybody's kind of loved watching so far. I think a uh, team that needs to be mentioned, um, Lions, they are actually like quietly kind of winning a lot of football games. And they've only lost one, and it was in overtime. Um, but other than that, Jared Goff in that offense is looking really good. Against the Buccaneers defense that's averaging two and a half takeaways per game, they had zero this week and their defense looks great as well. Um, like the bucks are a good football team and the lions won 20 to six. They silenced the bucks this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the lions are, the lions are definitely one of the best teams in football right now, but nobody's really talking about them. Um, and I'm loving it because I love Dan Campbell and um, they're just creeping up on everybody. Uh, no one's talking about them. There are no more undefeated teams. So, they fall into the one loss category. So good for them. Another team that had, I'd say, a bounce back week was the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. You saw the return of Cooper Cup. And I mean, he's just, he, he does what, you know, what you expect of him. He does what he's supposed to do. He had seven oh, yeah. catches for 148 yards and a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. I mean, He's just doing Cooper Cup things. Yeah, they beat the Cardinals. Cardinals aren't a very good team, but it's nice to see that the Rams are getting back on their feet with their number one receiver getting back in into action. All right, last game we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the big one, the Monday Night Football game. Um, Cowboys-Chargers, close game. Um, not, not super clean, but uh, Cowboys came away with the win. It was a nail-biter at the end, and – in the end, the defense came up big. Michael Parsons came up big with a, a sack on second down. And then, obviously, Justin Herbert throws a pick to end the game to Stephon Gilmore. And I got to say, I think this is more about uh, – and I'm a huge Cowboys fan, obviously. This is more about the Chargers than the Cowboys. The Chargers are um, – mm-hmm. I don't think the Chargers – Brandon Sale is going to keep his job in L.A. for that much longer. Um, but also, I just want to talk about Herbert. I know everyone loves Herbert, and he's got a lot of talent, but – there's been multiple times this season and last season in a two minute, a last two minute drive to try to win the game. He's thrown a pick. So uh, we've seen it time and time again, and people are always shocked when it happens to him, but I'm not seeing it. You know, he's just not the decision making's not there. We've seen it multiple times. I was going to say, this is not the first time that that's happened to him before. I want to say last year, was it like, it was, I want, I remember he did that against, um, San Francisco. San Francisco and Kansas City. Kansas yeah. City was that big one. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just super frustrating. Also, at the end of the game, he misses Keenan Allen wide open. Yep. And that essentially killed the drive for them. Also, let's just let's just take a moment to appreciate how efficient Dak was with the ball in his hand. Oh yeah. Twenty one for thirty with two hundred and seventy two yards. But here here's the crazy thing, all right. He targeted CeeDee Lamb seven times. That was seven catches for CeeDee. Targeted Brandon Cooks four times. That was four catches for 
Brandon Cooks. But then the big one where basically all of the incompletions came was to Michael Gallup, where he got yep. targeted 10 times catching three passes. So he's he ultimately get... what was killing um, Dak's statistics. Dak loves Michael Gallup, and Michael Gallup's good, but he couldn't get any separation last night. Um, he just, I mean, I guess he was trying, but he wasn't getting any. CD showed up big, though. I mean, CD's the number one receiver, and he yeah. did what he was supposed mm-hmm. to do. And Brandon Cooks, I mean, he even had like 14 rushing yards. Like, he was looking really good last night. He I was going to say, it was nice to see him come alive, finally get that first touchdown of the season. I've seen him at 34 yards, but he got a clutch touchdown when we needed it from him. And then we ran him on a little jet sweep where he picked up 14 yards. So it is nice to see us finally utilizing Brandon Cooks because he's too good of a guy to not yeah. get as many touches as he hasn't been getting. And I then mean, also, I think, I think that we're seeing we we saw improvement offensively for sure this week from San Francisco, which is what we needed to see. And what Dak said in his press conference was like we had to win this week just to get some momentum swinging our direction. Um, we saw Dak use his legs. And that's something we haven't really seen this season. He had 45 rushing yards last night. He had 40 before in the last five games total. So um, he led the league, or sorry, not the league. He led the team in rushing last night. That's not great. You want your running back to do that. But um, I think Dak, he, like we need him to use his legs. So that was He just saw what needed to be done and did yeah. it. And we needed him to run in a couple. He ran in a touchdown, which was pretty electric because you're not, we haven't seen that from Dak in it seemed a while. like he was playing more free last night. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And also the other thing is um, in all of his games following a loss, his passer rating has exceeded 100. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other QB in the league that bounces back like Dak does. So that's good to see. But he, then also the big, thing was, the big thing was CD getting 117 yards. We've seen him kind of go up and down this year. Um, Last week, he did not have a great week, but I think in order for success, you're going to have 80-plus yards, 100 yards or whatever a game because he's he's our best weapon that we have, so we have to be utilizing him to his maximum potential. Agreed. Um, You know, Pollard helped out in the receiving game. I think – all around, it was it was a good game. The only mess apart, messy part about it for the Cowboys was the um, the penalties, and we got to clean up the penalties. But it's week six, so we're going to continue um, fixing our game. Hopefully, with Mike McCarthy. Hopefully, we're trending upwards, and um, maybe the loss to San Francisco was something we needed to see uh, what we needed to work on. So, um, good game for Dallas. Good to get that win. Um, when good we bounce it. back week. Just glad yeah. to see it. So here's like in our shows on under review. I brought you a quote from the Greg Dorch, and he said that good things come to those who work, and that's the truth. Amen, amen. Thank y'all for tuning in this week. We will see y'all next week with Nick back here in the one four three for another episode of Under Review.